0: Welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, so much has happened. You know, so Adam, happened.
1: you know, Adam. I tell you, life as a now official fantasy pros consensus expert ranker is, is really, really tough. I mean, it is just oh it's busy times out here. And being an insider as well, it is. Yeah. Today. Today was a crazy day, crazy, crazy day.
0: On today, unlike any other day, you better be updating you. You better be updating your rankings because they'll come after you. Crazy thing is, I have I actually haven't updated my rankings because I
1: know that I'm going to be basically bound to my ranks next week. So I, I just kind of decided, you know what, I'll I'll toggle with them at some point, but I'm not going to spend a super amount of concrete time on on the ranks until until next week and then once like the initial first wave of free agency happens then you know when when we do a, a pod talking about the fantasy implications of the first wave of free agency or free agency whatever the fuck it's gonna be titled i, I have no fucking idea legal um, tampering legal legal tampering yes legal tampering um when we do a podcast on that at probably in two weeks we'll probably do a, a pod on that we will um because next week next week we're doing the free agency predictions so we'll actually do legit predictions for that which will be super duper fun um and then in two weeks we'll do a more rankings update sort of thing biggest movers, biggest fallers so to speak And and that's when i'll be i'll be bound to the ranks but but for right now it is a crazy enough day that I, I just I, I honestly I, I could be fucking asked to to update update the ranks today in March when there is so much time left. Because if I update my ranks every day, I will be exhausted and I will be done with fantasy football come August. And I'm trying to not have that happen.
0: <laughs> I completely understand. But I mean, seriously, what do you want to talk? What do you want to go through first? I mean, I we mean, can talk we can, about Amari Cooper. Yeah, we could just go chronologically. Sure. So Amari Cooper released. But is it official at this
1: no, point? No, it is not. It is not official. Um, they are looking for potential trades first, but all signs are pointing towards that Amari Cooper uh, will end up just being outright released uh, by by the Cowboys.
0: Right, and so this is an end of an era for the Cowboys. I'm very sad. Amari Cooper. I mean, you'd hope for Amari Cooper's sake that he stays in the division because he always does so well against the Eagles. No, 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 we do not want that. Or he, he'll be the one. He'll be the guy that could put the jets over the top. We'll finally be able to beat the Eagles because Amari Cooper will be on the jets. I'm going to, we're not playing them until like three years from now. I'm going to
1: save you the, uh, I'm going to save you the the the, the angst here. Uh, you're not going to like who my prediction is for for Amari Cooper about who he who he signs with. But, you better um, not say
0: the Patriots because I'm going to be very very mad.
1: Well the the article is in is in the works right now. You can find that on TalkingPointSports.com. It should it should be up um, by the end of the day tomorrow Wednesday. And uh, then we'll do a deep dive on the predictions uh, next week. But the column will will be out uh, a week before we actually do uh, do the predictions. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. All I will say is you're not going to like who uh, who I have them going
0: to. It's probably New England.
1: Maybe may not be.
0: It's either New England or I mean Miami. Oh, man, Miami would be pretty dirty with. Jalen Waddell, Devontae Parker, and Amari Cooper.
1: I'm I'm pulling up this the the column that I'm in the middle of writing right now to see if I have uh, anybody signing with Miami because I think I did as a receiver. Yes, yes, I do. I do have someone signing with Miami. Not Amari okay. Cooper though. Not Amari Cooper. Even though even though in one of the other columns that I did write that is available, talkingpointsupports.com, I did have. One of the landing spots being the Miami Dolphins for Amari Cooper, just because of that link to the Alabama with Jalen and and Tua. But if you you were a pass catching core of Jalen, Devontae Parker, Mike Isicki, put Amari Cooper. You could put Amari Cooper in the outside. You could put him in the slot. You can put Jalen Waddle in the slot. You can do whatever you want with with that combo. And then, oof, there'll be no excuse at that point for Tua. He'll 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 have to be successful.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I'm Mike McDaniel at this point, I'd be salivating if that was the case. If that if that was the case, yes. Do you think it's gonna be more of a trade, or do you think they're just gonna outright release him and save and just have a team get him for free or just for money? It's gonna be an outright release
1: because I don't think any team is gonna take on that contract, to be quite honest.
0: Well, I think. Whenever teams say that, where they're like, we're going to cut him unless we find a trade partner, then you're already shooting your leverage in the foot because it's like, well, you're going to cut him anyway. Team, the team did say it like the Cowboys did not
1: release an official statement saying, no, I know we're going to cut, we're going to cut or trade Amari Cooper. It was, I'm saying the insiders that came out and, and based on their information said
0: the Cowboys are going to cut or trade Amari Cooper. So it was the insiders that killed the Cowboys left. Well, if that's how I came across, then I'm sorry. I mean to say, if the information is out there that the Cowboys are either going to cut or trade Amari Cooper, then that is just shooting, shooting their leverage in the foot because everybody knows. It's like, why would I trade? Why would I give up an asset for Amari Cooper when I can just have him for money? And also what you said before with the contract. Yeah,
1: yep, I agree. I agree. I mean, there, there, even then, I don't really know how much leverage Dallas had if there was any going into any trade negotiation with Amari, given the down year that he had last year, the injuries that he had, and and then obviously the knowledge that Dallas was in cap hell and most likely were going to cut or try and trade somebody or two. And it looks like Amari Cooper is going to be one. It looks like Demarcus Lawrence is going to be one as well. And it's just going to be a, a little bit of a patch job for uh for Dallas. But uh, fantasy applications of this for Dallas are
0: they're pretty significant, if you ask me. I did this la- I did this yesterday. Or no, I did this on Sunday. I muted my mic to adjust to like move around because I'm sitting on the floor. And Nick was like, You're muted. I was like, fuck.
1: Nice. Nice. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead.
0: And you would know because you watch the Cowboys and you've watched all the games. Yeah. Yeah. Here or there.
1: Here or there. It's not my job or anything.
0: No. Well, really, it isn't. Your job is to watch all the games. Fair. Fair point. Fair point. But I think that it's a fair point or it's a fair... Assumption that this is that this has big fancy implications for Dallas because Amari Cooper has been not necessarily a safety net for Dak, but he's been a top target for the Cowboys. And, you know, I don't know. It's like they felt the need or they felt like CeeDee Lamb was coming into his own enough that they could cut ties with Amari Cooper. And that means that he's going to be the number one now, and you know franchise tagging Dalton Schultz. There is definitely a lot more. There's still a lot of weapons for the Cowboys with CD Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup eventually coming coming back from injury from his ACL tear. I think the Cowboys are working on a contract with him as well because he's also a free agent. So, uh, and then franchise. I already said franchise tagging Dalton Schultz, but yeah. you also have uh, Zeke Elliott. I know there are rumors about Blake Jarwin being a cap casualty because his as contract, he should be, as he yeah, because be. his contract like, fucking sucks,
1: horrific, Her- absolutely horrific. I mean Dalton Schult- Dalton Schultz is is, is their guy, uh, at least he should be. But um, in terms of Amari, and just looking at you know what this means from a fantasy spent sense, Spence, Spence, fantasy Spence. Yes, it's just it's that kind of day. Words are hard. Amari had 104 targets last year for Dallas. You're now going to take 104 available targets and you're going to spread them out to the likes of CeeDee Lamb, to the likes of Michael Gallup, to the likes of Cedric Wilson, who immediately becomes fantasy relevant. Not necessarily in 10-team leagues, but in 12 and 14-team leagues, absolutely. Absolutely. Cedric Wilson becomes a viable, viable option. And
0: and even well, Dalton honestly, Schultz. I think that Cedric Wilson, until Michael Gallup comes back, he might be the number two receiver, at least, unless well, they draft somebody.
1: Well, yes, he he's penciled in right now as their number two to start to start the year. But there is some speculation that Gallup could be ready to go to start the year. Which, if that's the case, then then Cedric Wilson will just be the other outside outside receiver. I think Cedric Wilson's going to play. I think Cedric Wilson is, is going to play a fair bit, re- regardless. And obviously, yeah, if, if there's no Michael Gallup to start the year, then that obviously aids uh, Cedric Wilson's case to at the very least be a guy that you're going to target in the later rounds as someone that has upside for the first couple weeks of the year. And maybe if you just trade him high, that could be that could be a a, a move, but. I think he's he, he's definitely he's going to have he's definitely going to have value, and um, after uh, updating my ranks a little bit, I actually had Dalton Schultz all the way down at fifteen just because I wasn't sure um, where Dalton Schultz was was going to be. But after the news, of course, that that Dallas did put the franchise tag on him, I have Dalton Schultz all the way up as my number seven tight end.
0: I mean, it makes sense with the season that he had.
1: Well, it makes sense with the season that he had, but it, it all goes back to the, the 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 crutch of stat of a stat that I just keep on using when it comes to Dallas tight ends. And I'll say I'll say it again for all for all the newbies: in seasons in which Dak Prescott has completed, a Cowboys tight end has had at least ninety targets every single year, every last one. There's been at least one tight end with ninety targets. And I remember going into the season last year, I had repeated that stat and there were some people who said, but there really isn't a 90 target tight end on this roster. And to be fair to them, there probably wasn't, but with the injury to Jarwin, it opened the door for Schultz and Schultz became that 90 target tight end. He became that guy for Dak Prescott and and Dalton Schultz was, he was really, really good in 2021, 104 targets. So boom, there you go. United target tight end. There he was eight touchdowns for him or just a shade over 800 yards coming off of a season in 2020, where he had 615 and four, like say, say the, say the yards go up. Cause I, I think there'll be more available targets for Schultz in 2022 with obviously the pending release of Amari Cooper, so say he gets a small a small boost in the targets maybe you get him you know, 110 115 targets maybe he gets his maybe he'll get his yards up to around 900 950 um I have to run the projections on him uh again now that uh Amari is is going to be out and now I know he's back in Dallas I'll have to run the projections with him again and I'll have more of a concrete answer in terms of uh in terms of Dalton in the next couple of weeks but I, I definitely see the 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 possibility that Dalton Schultz could be a guy that we're talking about being a 70 75 catch 900 yards six touchdown tight end which I I don't think he's going to be talked about in the same category as a Kyle Pitts or a Darren Waller or a Kittle necessarily but can he be the the so called quote best of the rest competing maybe with a guy like Dallas Goddard yeah it's possible it's definitely possible
0: yeah and I think that even in 2020 like when Blake Jarwin went out with that ACL injury he definitely did step up and when Dak went out for was out for the season after a couple weeks in he stepped up in the place of uh of Blake Jarwin and he had a bit of a connection with Andy Dalton as much as the Cowboys were kind of mediocre in 2020. So, I mean, you can kind of see that coming into 2021, but nobody really expected this. And it'll be interesting to see, like you said, with the vacuum of targets that are available, how much he improves heading into next season. And especially playing on a one-year deal, if he balls out again and even better, then (laughs) Dallas isn't going to franchise tag him again. Either they're going to sign him to a long-term deal or let him walk to go to another team.
1: Uh, I, I've been told there is basically less than a 1% chance that Dalton Schultz plays on a north of $10 million cap hit, that Dallas is going to work out a long-term deal with Dalton Schultz to get that cap number lowered.
0: I mean, that makes sense. I wouldn't be shocked in a couple of weeks. We yeah, see because
1: a- $10, 10 million for for a tight end, is that's a lot of money for a team that is, is very cap-strapped. And, I mean, this is this is like playing spoiler a bit for, for what is to come, but I still find it absolutely incredible to me that the Green Bay Packers are going to pay Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in the same offseason with literally a worse cap situation than Dallas, and Dallas cannot find a way to keep Amari Cooper on this roster. It blows my mind.
0: Let me introduce you to a term called guaranteed money. That is why the Green Bay Packers are doing what they're doing. You make a fair point.
1: And I guess I, I guess I could introduce you to a term called
0: roster bonus. Yes, roster bonus, signing bonus. You make the team, you make three quarters of your money. Well done. This is like the NFL version of LTIR. This, yeah. They are kucheroffing this bullshit. Here is 75% of your salary in one lump sum. Boom.
1: There you go. What's a salary cap? As far as I'm concerned, though,
0: Devontae Adams deserves every penny. Love the man. What's a salary cap but a gentle suggestion on how much you should spend? Very gentle. Very, very, very gentle. Very gentle. Unless you're the Cowboys and the Commanders, the Washington football team who were unfairly hit in 2010. For spending over the cap when there was no cap fair fair I I don't know because I think I think Dallas
1: is is, is organizationally I think Dallas has ran very well from a full fo- football sense talk about talk about how they are as human beings that make that might be a different story for some people um, but organizationally I think they're actually ran pretty well and so it, it kind of blows my mind that the the number crunchers that work for the Dallas Cowboys can't figure out a way to keep Amari Cooper on this roster. Like it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
0: I mean, maybe they just want to give the keys to Ceedee lamb anyway. And they're like, Amari Cooper is on the decline and we don't want to be paying for a declining receiver, like Amari Cooper, who's not going to live up to his contract.
1: I mean, I guess
0: if I guess. they're very, l- listen, NFL personnel people, front office men, are very cynical. And, you know, if they're seeing a trend with a player like Amari Cooper, then I guess they're just like, we'll just get out in front of this and see if we can get something for him or just cut bait.
1: I don't know. I I really struggle, to be quite honest. I really struggle to see Dallas going into the season with just CD, Gallup, and Wilson.
0: Well, that's the other thing. Is like, are they going to draft a receiver?
1: You know, I I've been asking around about it. I, I'll be quite honest. I've asked around to see if they've checked up on anybody. If they checked up on like a on a Chris Olave or or Jameson Williams or um, or Garrett Wilson, let's say. I, I don't think they're going to be in the Drake London or a, uh, a Traylon Burks range. I I don't think they'll be in that area. But the other three, Jameson, Alave, and uh, Garrett Wilson, they should be in that range. So I, I've asked, I've asked the question, and I, I haven't gotten a definitive answer on that. I, I mean, it just seems like, from what I've been told with Dallas, that just looks like it's it's going to be defensive lineman or bust. Remember, the, the best offensive uh, defensive lineman, excuse me, uh, is on their board. Whether it's a guy like Carl uh, or or Johnson, it, it just looks like it's going to be dead defensive lineman at rusher for for dallas but i i wonder if maybe getting dak another weapon could be on the cards
0: yeah i know you stumbled there but maybe they do go offensive line in the draft because we saw that the offensive line when injuries happens that offensive line the cowboys just crumble
1: yeah I, i'll be honest it's a weird draft for for offensive linemen like uh, if I pull up my my mock, because you know I I have expert expert ranks now, so I I can uh I can pull up my uh my NFL mock draft. Uh, well, so I am let already
0: me... tired of this. I'm already tired of you being I even last week. I'm already tired of you being a part of the consensus. Good, good. You should be. Um, so basically, I'm just looking. Are you like this, Jake? Out. By the way. Are you, do you rub it in his face too? Uh, no, not as much,
1: no, no, not as much, not as much. Cause I don't use fantasy pros as much with Jake as I use it with you, but so I have two offensive linemen as, of, as of right now. And this is obviously subject to change because I haven't, I haven't updated these post combine, which I, which I have to do. It's, it's another thing just adds to the fucking list. So right now I have uh, Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson going after Dallas at 24 as offensive line that they, that they could take. I, I'm not huge on Green to be quite honest, and I, I'm I'm eh on, on on Zion Johnson. I haven't watched enough of him, um, but what I've seen is is, is, is fine, uh, but I have to do a definite deep dive on him. Uh, some more Kenyon green. I am not a fan of, I'm not a fan of at all. So hopefully they don't go. They won't go in that direction. Maybe Dallas gets lucky and they'll get uh, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. I would love that, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I could dream. I can, I, I can definitely dream. Uh, would you like to hear who I have the jets taking right now? Just for fun. Sure. Why not? Just for fun. Okay. So I have the jets right now. I have them taking uh Thibodeau at four. Okay, And then I have them taking at 10, Tyler Linderbaum from Ooh, Iowa.
0: I like Tyler Linderbaum. The Jets need a center. I do too. He, he screams 15-year All-Pro center to me. He's Nick Mangold. Yes. Yep.
1: He reminds me of him, just the way oh, he plays. The I love way it. he plays, he reminds me of Nick Mangold. And I think he, he, he's a guy, plug-and-play option at your center position for the next 15 years.
0: I'm interested to see what happens. I would love to get a time machine and go like five years into the future and see what happens with Kayvon Thibodeau because it's weird. It's one of those guys where before the draft, during the uh, college football season, everyone's like, this guy can't miss, going number one overall. And now all the overthinkers come out and they're like, well, you know, maybe he's Deion Jordan 2.0 where he's just an overhyped player who doesn't have the effort or the, and he has too much ego. Like I'm so fascinated about that. I'll put it this way. And I don't want to talk about it too much because
1: we'll be doing a lot more NFL draft after free agency and we build it towards the draft. So I won't talk about it too much, but what I will say with Thibodeau, I'm not a Thibodeau guy. I've watched so much of him. It's like the complete opposite with me and like the the lineman that I just talked about. I've watched Kenyon Green, I haven't watched enough of Zion Johnson. I have watched so much of Thibodeau because he's all I hear about about how great Thibodeau is. I don't see it. I true I, I don't get it. Like if we're looking at my overall prospect ranks now, he is 29
0: for me. He's twenty nine. My overall prospect ranks. That would be a bit a, considerably lower. Yes, than just about everybody. I, I believe it is. I believe it is. Just because.
1: Just because with him, again, I'm. I i do not want to go too deep. But, but now I want to know. I'm yeah, curious. He, yeah, I'm not going to leave everyone hanging off of a cliff like this. Come on now. The difference between him and, and a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, who I love and I know a lot of people don't like, is. Hutchinson brings it every down, every game, big moments. He's there. The biggest game of Michigan season against Ohio State, the big house. Aiden Hutchinson was the best player on that field by a country mile, and he won them that game, period. Aiden Hutchinson won Michigan that game against Ohio State. Now, Kayvon Thibodeau also had a good game against Ohio State at the shoe, but we've also seen, especially later on in the year, Thibodeau went absent on multiple occasions. So the thing with Thibodeau is I just want to see him be a bit more consistent. And I'm not a fan of his moves. He's like, he's a one trick pony to me. Whereas Hutchinson, he just beats you with just speed and power. And, and there's just something about that, that I, mm, that is that that's a, that's a specimen move right there. I know Adam doesn't like it when people were referred to as specimens, but yeah, Aiden Hutchinson, he, he, he is a freak of nature.
0: It's That's weird and dehumanizing. So loves, it's loves weird it. and dehumanizing. I don't like it.
1: He he's he's a freak. He's a freak. I, I, I I'm I'm a big Aiden Hutchinson guy. Even though he even though he plays for uh even though he played, excuse me, for uh that school up north, that team up north, um, I am uh I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm I'm not a fan of 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 Thibodeau, quite honestly. All right.
2: That's but Linderbaum,
1: Linderbaum, Linderbaum, I'm a huge fan of. And I think if the Jets were to take Linderbaum, I think that would be yeah, that'd be huge for them. That'd be huge for them. But um, I'm almost very tempted to, to put Kyle Hamilton to them at, at at four. I'm almost very tempted because now I think Marcus May is going to walk in free agency. And please God, Marcus May come to Dallas.
0: Honestly, it's funny because I think that some people were mocking like receivers to go to the Jets, like Drake London and Traylon Burks. And I I don't see that either. I mean, I think knowing Joe Douglas, he's probably going to take Linderbaum at four if he's there. Four is a little high for Linderbaum,
1: I think. I think. But I don't think he's going to make it to 10, though. He might. He might, just just because I think teams are going to be looking to trade up for for quarterbacks. I think think one of the Giants picks is a prime spot for a team to trade up.
0: Man, if only Seattle had their first-round pick. I don't know what happened with that. Well, they have a first-round pick now. Oh yeah, that's right. They have a first-round pick now. If only they had their first-round pick, which is higher than yes. Denver's first-round pick. No. No,
1: no, it's not. Really? Nope. Denver's at 9, Seattle would be at 10. Huh. So, Seattle have actually they've upgraded. They what mm, I don't think no. I would I would absolutely love to be a fly on the wall in Jamal Adams' house right now.
0: Oh yeah, Mister. I hate losing is going through a rebuilding season.
1: He's gonna love That's losing. True. He's gonna love losing now. But but DK Metcalf is gonna be is gonna be just fine. He's he, he free of that tyrant. Thank goodness, thank goodness. But we'll be talking more about Russell Wilson in a minute. We, can we talk about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams plays and how much I love them.
0: Yes. What? Well, wait. You love Aaron
2: Rodgers? Yeah. I okay. love Aaron Rodgers.
1: Why is this breaking news to you? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers has won me multiple fantasy championships. I adore the man.
0: Well, that contract, though. I don't know. So
1: that, that's the reported figure. Aaron Rodgers has come out and said that it's inaccurate, but it's close to it from, from what I understand, is that maybe that $50 million a year number might be a little bit off base, but the number is pretty damn close.
0: Yeah, and he's he signed. He will be the highest paid quarterback, highest paid player, really player. Yes, sure, because he's going to be Patrick Mahomes' gigantic contract.
1: Yes, yep. He 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 will make more than any quarterback, any player. Period.
0: You know that contract is going to kick in when he's forty, or yeah, forty-one. Mm-hmm. The Packers are going to hate that contract.
1: Yep, but it ensures Aaron Rodgers is going to retire Green Bay Packer.
0: Yes, I mean unless he plays until he's forty-five, because he's a the contract ends when he's forty-four in twenty twenty-seven, which feels like forever from now.
1: Would it? Would it remotely surprise you if we see Aaron Rodgers play until he's forty-four? Not really. Just to be like, yeah, if Tom Brady can do it, I can do it too. Just like out of spite. Yeah, that seems that
0: seems like something Aaron Rodgers would do. It definitely does. It definitely does. I love that. that. Sounds like something Tom Brady would do and did. Well, Tom Brady also won a Super Bowl at forty-three. No, well, he did. He played till he was forty-five, I think, out of spite because people said they couldn't do it. Fair. A lot of people said that,
1: including but, someone who I'm talking to right now.
0: Well, honestly, I mean, we'll see the results of. Never mind. Some testing. Maybe there's some 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 things in his. Uh, Bu- what is the TB12 method? Who knows? Bu-
1: <laughs> That's slanderous. Slanderous, Tom. If you listen, if you. Tom, if you listen to this podcast, the, the views of this rogue host are not endorsed by the basement Talk Podcast and all of its entities. Baseball Talk Podcast LLC does not support these remarks being made by this rogue podcast host. Thank you. Well, very I much. do. I love you, Tom Brady. And this is why you've gone rogue. This, this is this is why this is why you have just officially gone rogue.
0: By the way, the, the uh, Minnesota Wild scored. Was oh, it Zuccarella? No, it was Kirill Kaprizov. It's Kirill the Thrill.
2: fuck. Uh, uh, Georgiev is in goal tonight, right?
0: Um, I believe he is.
2: Oh, actually, it's Ryan Hartman.
0: Oh, Ryan scored. Hartman scored. Yeah, Kaprizov got the assist. It is Georgiev. Oh, God. All right, we're losing 6-0. It's the battle of Rangers backups because Cam Talbot is in net for Minnesota. It's a Cam Talbot revenge game that man a beautiful man i love him love him adore him all
1: right why is
0: Dryden Hunt on the second line all right sorry this is not a rangers podcast <laughs> <laughs> as much
1: as we may want to make a rangers podcast we are not the, we are not a rangers podcast i would suggest we do a rangers podcast but that would just be another show for the week and i know you don't want that and i know i don't want that
0: also, that would mean that we have to go up against Ryan and Greg, and there's no way that we would overtake them.
1: Fair, 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 fair point. Fair point.
0: Because we can't be as negative about the Rangers. No. Well, Greg knows he's a Mets fan. He's okay. used to being he's used to being negative. I he's, get it.
1: He's used to being let down. I get it. He's used to being let down, and and, and that's very fair.
0: Very, very, very fair. Yes. All right. So Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. We already talked about Aaron Rodgers' monster contract, where he's 153 million dollars guaranteed. That's got to be the most guaranteed money in NFL history, right? I believe it is. I mean, I have to check out like Patrick Mahomes' contract, so because I know that was a lot. Yeah, I can. can,
1: While you go on your little spiel, I can I can
0: have a look for you. But I feel like. You know, the, the the guaranteed money makes this a lot easier. And then also franchise tagging Devontae Adams. I think this was one thing where it was basically, I think there were these, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers were tied at the hip where if Aaron Rodgers left, the Devontae Adams would probably go to Vegas or something. But now that Aaron Rodgers is there for the foreseeable future, Devontae Adams is going to be looking to sign an extension. With what so, cap space, I don't know.
1: So I'm sorry, how much was the number
0: of, of uh, guaranteed dollars? According to Spot Track, mm-hmm. it says $153 million. It is the most by $3 million. Really? Who is the most? Would you like to guess?
2: Is it Mahomes? Nope. I thought it was. It's not. Who had a bigger... Oh, this is going to be, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. Is it a quarterback? Yep. It's quarterback. Oh, is it Dak? No, it's not Dak. Is it Russell Wilson? Nope. Is it? Just going to guess all the quarterbacks. Close to home. No way.
0: Eli Manning?
1: No. Oh, not that. He's not. Current. That clo- he's not current. That, not cl- not that close to home? No, not, not that, that close. close current. To home. He's current. Yes, current.
0: Um wow, how am I not going to Oh, Carson Wentz? No. Oh my god. Who is it? You know who it is. No, I don't.
1: Do yeah, I? I'm going to I'm going to say two words. You're going to know who it is. I am really bad at this. You are. You're terrible at this.
0: Joshy Poo. Oh, that's right. I forgot that he even signed that contract.
1: Yes, sir. 258 million, 150 million guaranteed, 100 fully guaranteed, and a free agent in 2029.
0: Two years after Aaron Rodgers is a free agent.
1: Correct. Buffalo Bill Lifer. Josh Allen. That's what loyalty looks like.
0: I really totally that went completely over my head. I remember I feel like I remember him signing that extension, but then nobody talked about it. Of course not, because no one wants to give Josh Allen
1: his proper credit.
0: Oh, God. I I feel bad that I even started that even said anything.
1: No one wants to give Josh Allen his proper credit because guess what?
0: My children,
1: they they, they all get disrespected. It's unbelievable. I'm St. Brown in the rankings. Josh Allen just gets completely forgotten about. It's absolutely ridiculous. R- well, slanderous.
0: I know, that, I know that he exists. I just forgot that he signed a massive contract.
1: Why? Because you choose to block out the fact that the Jets could have had him and didn't?
0: No, because literally one person talked about it, and then it was never brought up again. Because, of course, everyone hates Josh Allen, which is just disgraceful.
1: It's just disgraceful, if really. you ask me.
0: I mean, that's... When I worked in sports media, that is not the kind of thing that I saw. I, I think I saw everybody fawning over Josh Allen.
1: Oh, I love the man. Love the man.
0: Remember who was the first
1: one to tell you all about Josh Allen? So oh, that- I didn't just, I just it- look at myself. I, I just kind of thought I had a twinkle in my eye there. Was that, was that Jake
0: that uh, told everybody about Josh Allen first? No,
1: J- no, 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 was no, no. Is that Benny? No. no. Jake and I... I can pull up texts that I I have the receipts about Jake not being a Josh Allen guy. Jake hated,
0: hated Josh Allen. I mean, granted, or to be fair to Jake, there wasn't like, if Josh Allen went to literally any other team, he would be a bust. He went into a perfect situation.
1: So, and I quote from Jake, Josh Allen is a project. He is a project. Um, Or he was a project. Forget Josh Allen. He's going to be trash. Uh, Let's see here.
0: Jake, I'm sorry I brought you into this.
1: I'm telling you, Josh Allen will get somebody fired. Uh, Let's see.
2: Anything else here?
1: Josh Allen is not a first rounder. You get the point.
0: Well, this is a guy that couldn't hit the broadside of a barn in Wyoming. Accuracy can be fixed, Adam. I'm saying coming out of college, he could not hit the broad side of a barn. And accuracy can be fixed. When I see a kid that can throw the ball at a goddamn stadium.
1: The man is talented. <laughs> and all the, all the scouts hold a grudge over him to this day that they have just proved their innocent, feeble, fickle little selves wrong. Not this guy, not this believer, Josh Allen. I backed him up from the very beginning.
0: Okay. So what I said about like 15, 20 minutes ago about uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams being a package deal, Yeah, roughly. Yeah, where if one goes, then the other will follow. Do you think that's accurate? Very. Yeah, very accurate. And it's a domino effect. Where once Aaron Rodgers signed on the dotted line, Devontae Adams was like, all right, cool, let's talk.
1: Yep. Yep, I think so. Uh, I think that was, I, I think I immediately... Uh, said when I saw that the news of Aaron Rodgers saying that he was staying in Green Bay, I my first reaction was, when are they taking Devontae Adams? And I think that happened in about 10 minutes. Yep, exactly. Which, I'm not surprised. Not no, me surprised. neither. They dragged this out as long as they possibly could. And when it came time to make a decision, when Aaron Rodgers needed to let the Green Packers know what he was going to do, because, I mean... They were going to tag Devontae Adams regardless and then roll the dice with potentially losing Rodgers if Rodgers still hadn't come to a decision. They were going to tag Devontae Adams. I don't want to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy when I say losing Aaron Rodgers would have hurt the Packers less than if they lost Devontae Adams.
2: I think you're right. Actually, no,
0: I don't think you're right. Explain. I think Devontae Adams is a great receiver where he's a, he could be somebody that can help Jordan Love or whoever grow into a starter. Losing somebody like Aaron Rodgers is like, it means so much to somebody who affects the franchise in a way that a quarterback does. And with Aaron Rodgers uh, being so important to the fabric, like the quarterback is the most important position in the league. You know, I'm a bit, I'm rambling a bit, but I think that just the fact that the position, it has more of an impact on the field of play and that the Packers would be pretty terrible if they had Devonte Adams and no Aaron Rodgers. And we saw that a couple of years ago when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone.
1: Oh, we just saw it this year when Jordan Love played against the Chiefs. How bad Jordan Love was. And, and and I I I agree with you. I agree with you that Devontae Adams could help a quarterback grow into being something solid enough. I don't think the quarterback is Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love is bad. I think Jordan Love is real bad.
0: Well, that's and not what we're talking about. I'm no, saying No, no, that- no,
1: no. This, this further gets to my point. This further gets to my point where I need to emphasize that If that guy, if we're talking about if it's Jordan Love replacing Aaron Rodgers, would the Packers be good? No, no, I don't think so. Then yes, Aaron Rodgers is more important to that franchise. But Aaron Rodgers, oh my God, Jordan Love might be on the same level as like Andy Dalton, Marcus Mariota. That's that's how bad we're talking. But I don't know. Say, I just play hypothetical now. Say it was a, say it was an Andy Dalton, or it was a Teddy Bridgewater, or a Jameis Winston. You think those guys could could at least make the Packers be a wild card team with Devontae Adams? I would think
0: so. I mean, maybe to five. Well, 500 doesn't exist anymore because we have an odd number of games, but like maybe one game under 500.
1: Eight and nine? Eight and nine probably
0: maybe sneak in? Sure. I th- I think so.
1: Now, now, obviously with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, this team is, you're talking number one team
0: in the NFC. But then where do you think the Packers would be if it was Aaron Rodgers but no Devontae Adams?
1: Oh my god, they'd be horrific.
0: They'd be they would be horrific.
1: I don't think they would be horrific. Who would they throw to? They're gonna give the ball the ball to Aaron Jones 40 times a game? Is 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 that the plan?
0: They give the ball to Alan AJ Dillon.
1: Sorry, AJ Dillon, because now Matt LaFleur doesn't like Aaron Jones.
0: Alan Lazard or MVS. I don't, well, listen, Aaron Rodgers is a
1: what? Uh, 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 are you saying that Allen Lazard and MBS could replicate the success of Devonte Adams?
0: No, that's really you were literally putting words in my mouth.
1: Uh, uh, that's the way it came out. That's the way. That's the way it came out. Your question was was, was that oh oh that they don't have Devonte Adams, they have Allen Lazard and MBS.
0: No, you said, who are they going to throw the ball to? And I said, that's probably who they would throw the ball to, or they would draft somebody. You could take
1: Al Lazard, MVS, and whomever they draft, fire them out of a trebuchet, and they will not have any impact on Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams.
0: I don't think they would be terrible, though. I think Aaron Rodgers would pull some, some stuff out of his ass. To help them win games, they would not be terrible at all. See, I I completely
1: disagree. I completely disagree because you take you take Devontae. We have seen it happen where Devontae Adams does not have Devontae Adams like games, or he goes quiet down the stretch of games because teams are triple covering him. They take him out of a game, and Aaron Rodgers is forced to go with the go somewhere else with the ball, and nobody else can make a play. Because they are not Devontae Adams. And I don't want to say that Al Lazard is like a Devontae Adams clone or MVS is. But there is nobody on that team that is even in the same stratosphere as Devontae Adams. You take him out of that, the Packers are a borderline 500 500 team. Maybe less.
0: So then they'd be in the same position than they would be if they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Less. And Devontae Adams. Less. Less,
1: less. I think if we're talking. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers from a couple of years ago. You know, in prime Aaron Rodgers. You know, you lose Aaron Rodgers there. Oh, bad scene. Bad scene. But I think at, th- at this, uh, this is going to be a terrible take. I'm going to get roasted for this. But I just think at this stage of their careers where they are, respectively. Having Devontae Adams for the long haul is more important to the Packers than having Aaron Rodgers for the long haul.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think that that makes sense just because Aaron Rodgers is almost 40 and Devontae Adams is in the prime, if not getting cl- even closer to his prime. That yeah. makes sense. But I feel like that the – I don't know. It's not like what you said initially where – it It's more of an impact if the Packers lose Devontae Adams than if they have lost Aaron Rodgers.
1: Again, I just think at this stage of their careers, the Packers, if you were to take one of them out of this team tomorrow, I think the Packers would have a chance to be successful if they have Devontae Adams Over if they have
2: Aaron
0: Rodgers, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so.
2: We're going
1: to we're going to agree to disagree on this one because I I, me personally, again, you are not. You don't have anyone in that team that does what Aaron Rodgers does. And who who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball to if he
0: does not have Devontae Adams?
1: And and it's not Al Lazard or MVS because they they are not they are they're not it they're not it.
0: You mean to say that you said nobody does on the nobody does anything on this team than what Aaron Rodgers does. Maybe. Or I think you meant to say Devontae Adams, but I, I, well, listen, if you said what you said initially, then I agree with you. Uh, Maybe, maybe I have no idea. The the head's gone. Adam, the the head is completely gone. I understand. Well, anyway, we're kind of getting crunched with time here. So let's talk about the franchise. The fantasy fantasy implications
1: very, very quickly. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is fine. You're going to draft him as you normally would. I have Aaron Rodgers right now. If I could pull up my, my draft ranks, I have Aaron Rodgers. Come on, fantasy pros. Don't make me look fucking dumb. I have Aaron Rodgers as my QB5 at the moment. And Devontae Adams on this news, he
0: is my number one receiver. And I think at this point, nothing really changes. Nope. Because changes. it's status quo. Yep. Very, very much status
1: quo. Very, very much status quo. Bands back together. Green Bay Packers fans can breathe. And... All is all is good, all is good in the world.
0: Yeah. All right. So, so let's move on to the players that were actually franchise tagged. In addition to Devonte Adams, some of the biggest free agents, like every year, were taken off of the market. And we have Chris goblin with the Bucks, Cam Robinson with the Jaguars. We already talked about Devonte Adams, Dalton Schultz, Orlando Brown, Jesse Bates, David Njoku. Mike Gusecki, and some players that weren't tagged, Harold Landry, the linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, and then somebody who is expected to be now the top corner on the market, J.C. Jackson in New England. Yep.
1: Yeah, the J.C. Jackson, I'm not surprised that he he wasn't tagged, to be quite honest. Uh, Harold Landry, I think he's going to hit free agency as the best available edge rusher. But I, I think eventually he does resign with Tennessee. So I'm not. I wouldn't panic too much if you're a Titans fan. You're worried about what Howard is going to do. Um, I think that he'll end up he up resigning with with Tennessee. But I think I think the rest of them. Did you know? To be quite honest, I I think they were all pretty routine. The Godwin one, I I'm not surprised in the slightest. The Cam Robinson one, I'm a little bit surprised, a, a little bit, just because he's going to be to earned, I think it was roughly around 16.6 million for 2022 um I'm going to be very curious now about what they do with the number one pick because uh, for me all along I thought it was going to be uh Ike McQuanu or Evid Neal them bringing back Cam Robinson who is a who's a plug and play left tackle for them Makes it a bit more interesting. I think now I've been an Evan Neal guy all along. I like Aquanu. I think he's more of a guard. I, I, I kind of lean that Aquanu might be a better fit for Jacksonville than Neal is right now, even though I like Neal more. But, you know, we'll see. I mentioned Devontae Adams, I mentioned Dalton Schultz, uh, Orlando Brown. Tagged as well. Um, I actually do expect that Orlando Brown is going to play on the franchise tag, um, and he won't get that long term deal in this offseason from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Jesse Bates was also tagged today, free safety for the uh, for the Bengals. The Njoku one, I was especially surprised that they I know they decided to tag him. I was.
0: Who tags your number two tight end? Well,
1: I I mean, I, I think I think with this, I think Austin Hooper's days in, in Cleveland are done. That you know, if they, I believe if they release him, I think the number that I saw today was they can save about two million off of their cap if they decide to cut Austin Hooper, um, and then they hopefully they agree a long term deal with uh, with with Injoku, Gasicki uh, back in Miami. I think that one is probably going to be played under the uh, under the franchise tag uh, as well. And uh, you know, we talked about Landry and then JC Jackson. JC Jackson for me, that was one that you know we knew was coming that the Patriots were not going to tag him um and he has the opportunity now to reset the market at the cornerback position. He's going to be the best available corner. And it'd be very interesting to see where he where he goes and I think, you know, a logical spot for him if we're just going to the Patriots tree right now, Houston makes a lot of sense, you know, if they want to rebuild their defense and the Las Vegas Raiders make a ton of sense considering they need cornerback help desperately, the Raiders. And, of course, with Josh McDaniels there, knows J.C. Jackson well. Put two and two together.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, Las Vegas makes more sense over Houston because I think the timelines just don't match up for Houston and J.C. Jackson because the Texans are a couple years away, I think, in their rebuild. And Las Vegas, that team is a playoff team. Well, are are, are, are they a playoff team? Because well, now,
1: they, now they made the playoffs. And, well okay they are they are a playoff team yes yes even though they lost in the wild card game and Adam has said on occasion that if you win if you lose in the wild card game it doesn't count as actually being in the playoffs Adam Well, I was said, talking about one game specifically yes because it's the Patriots because it's the Patriots because oh so the Patriots make the wild card game don't win the wild
0: card game they automatically did make the playoffs so well if they lose in the way that they did then it, it's like they might as well have not been there
1: ladies and gentlemen the wild card does not count according to Adam caster but but once again putting words in my mouth that's what i do but are going into next year now and by the way um we haven't forgotten about russell wilson we're saving russell wilson to the end of the show for after the franchise discussion
0: but well that kind of factors into whether or not the raiders are a playoff team because well that's, that's my division. point that's yeah. my point
1: is you now have the Raiders, you're the Chargers, you have the Broncos, you're the Broncos now, who we've talked about all along for the last 12 months, that the Broncos, with the way their defense has played, that they are a quarterback away and now they've got it. So they're very much in the mix. I, I me personally, and, and this is not hyperbolic in any way, I think the Broncos are probably the third or fourth best team in, in the AFC. Behind, behind, have... behind the Chiefs and behind the Bills and probably behind Cincinnati, so the fourth.
0: And they probably but, won't even win
1: their division. And, they, and they're not, they're not going to win the division. They, they're, they're not going to win the division. I don't, I don't think they're – well, they may. They, they may because they do play Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs tough. They do. So you, you would figure that they'd have to at least split with Kansas City to have a shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe they bring back Von Miller, win another, win two street Super Bowls for him.
1: Hey, he, he's been out there pretty much advertising that he wants to go back to Denver. Does it happen? I actually wrote about this in, in, in the piece that hasn't been published yet. But um, I basically said he has the opportunity to either uh, go for one more big contract or go chase a ring. And, and then when I wrote that, I was really alluding towards Denver being one more big contract. Now, He could do the whole fairy tale, go back to Denver and and try to compete for a Super Bowl while getting a big contract from Denver and a big contract. I want to emphasize is not a four or five year deal. I think a two year deal loaded to the max with fully guarantees probably would be good enough to get him back with with the Denver Broncos.
0: Yeah, I mean, winning a second Super Bowl for Denver would be pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, for Von Miller.
1: Yeah, very sweet. His third overall. And I mean, he's a Hall of Famer as it is, but. If 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 he can go back and win a Super Bowl with with Denver again, that'd be pretty romantic. Yep, I love the romantic storylines. But but and then one more thing I do want to say with uh, JC Jackson before we're going to talk about uh, Russell Wilson um, in regards to the Texans, who um, who what I've heard are interested in JC Jackson just because of the Patriots connections that they have within their front office. If the Texans are going to offer JC Jackson the most money, JC Jackson's going to go to the Texans.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's free agency.
1: Yep, that is. You you go where the biggest buck is. Now, is you going to compete in Houston? Probably not. Probably not. There's still nothing on the Deshaun Watson front. I actually did ask about that over the weekend, uh, just to kind of see, um, you know, what the what the deal was. And there's just nothing. It is just it, it's dead. Which is which is really really weird.
0: Well, I think that. I don't know. It's either dead or drowning in NDAs and legal proceedings and everything like that. Like, you just can't talk about it because this is the law we're talking about here. More likely that. Yeah. But it's not like nothing's happening. Yeah. But at
1: the same time, Adam, how many how many times do we see things leak out? Court things come out this. We've
0: heard nothing yeah, I don't know. It's a mystery. I can't really for, say anything about it because for, I haven't heard anything. For almost 12 months, we've heard nothing about this. It, it's very
1: weird. Yeah. Because there have been, and I, I don't want to put this down in any in any way, but there have been way lesser things been more publicized than this and more out there. So... Who knows what's going on there? And and honestly, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. You know what? Before we actually go into Russell Wilson, we need sure. to talk about Calvin Ridley. Okay. And Calvin Ridley being suspended for the year. In 2022 because of uh gambling. Mm-hmm. I am conflicted on this because if you're the NFL and you're, constantly promoting gambling and it's just such a it's such a staple in today's game and it's not just football it's all sports gambling is such a fixture and you have calvin ridley betting on the falcons while he isn't even playing for the falcons i don't know i think it's a it's a bit harsh
2: Um, this i I'm, is not
0: Paul Horning.
1: It's not. I, I got to be really, really careful with what I say about this one. Considering because, that you are a gambler. Not, not even that. Not even that. Cause I, I, I have a really big opinion on this and honestly, I, I'll shortcut this as best I can. Ridley was out. Right, he had his mental health issue concerns, legitimate. Fine, whatever the reasons are. Hopefully, he got the help that he needed. Right. I struggle with this one because while he was on his mental health break, and no, no air quotes in that one, like legitimately on his mental health break, the wherewithal to bet on games. As an athlete, like, well, I mean, maybe I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, slander him for betting because I am a better, I am looking at my bets literally right now. So I cannot slander him for that. But what I can slander him for is instead of him being on the field with his team, he's at home on his couch, betting on games.
0: That to me is such a bad look, and well, I mean, what do you expect him to? You expect him to be in therapy twenty four hours a day? Of course not. Of course not. I mean,
1: I mean, I could barely handle going once a week, for, once every two weeks for an hour, but what I would expect is that he would know that that's not good. Like that's bad, very bad. Or at the very at the very least, I forget I forget who said it. Someone, someone actually said it. And I was like, you know, for as shitty as that sounds, you're actually kind of right. He wouldn't have someone like in his posse or in his crew or whatever put bets in for him. <laughs> like you wouldn't hide that any better? Like Obviously, obviously much lighter tone now to this whole
0: conversation, but I mean, for fuck's sake, I guess maybe you would assume that you would use like an alias or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, well, see, that's the other thing is that the reason that this all came to light is because somebody with the gambling company that Calvin Ridley used alerted the NFL because they have a partnership. And so, I mean, that's, that's kind of scary. And maybe this is the suspension is a combination of this is how we always do things. And also a deterrent, like, listen, we know if you're going to be betting on games, we know we have eyes and ears everywhere. And I don't know, I feel like talking about somebody, especially somebody who went on a sabbatical for, to take care of their mental health it's hard to criticize what they're doing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's why it's very, very hard for me to really comment on it
0: too much. Because but, also his tweets about it made it seem like he had kind of a problem. Because he's like, oh, I only bet $1,500. It's not a huge deal. Lol. I'm like, uh, it's kind of a big deal, though.
1: Well, I mean, hell, I wish I had 1500 bucks so I could just... Uh that
2: I
0: could just throw around. I mean, shit. Just the, <laughs> the the laissez-faire tone about it just didn't really... Yeah, I bet 1500 total, I don't have a gambling problem. That, that was his tweet. I, mean, I, I wouldn't say that he has a
1: gambling problem, necessarily. I would just say that his choice here was just very ill-advised. And the whole logistics behind it are not a good look. Um, and he'll be suspended for the year, and then hopefully he'll be back in twenty twenty three. Now, um, from what I understand, this is definitely not going to be very appealing to teams that maybe want to trade for him. Um, that he's going to have to do a lot of image rebuilding after this, from what from what I understand. Which for him, I I, I wish him, I wish him the best of luck.
0: Yeah. And also I think if people are saying fuck Calvin Ridley for doing this, you know, this is awful. He knows that this is wrong. And then they turn around and say Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, then that's hypocritical. I, I don't know if I don't know if people out there are like that, but I'm saying if you are, then that's hypocritical. It's not, it's not that I have
1: I have an issue with the choice that he made. I have no problem with the fact that he's a better like that, that that's okay. Fine. You, you like to bet. Okay. We all do. It's fun. It's fun. But you also have to understand that you're a professional athlete. You have to know your place much like Pete Rose. It's the same thing. He made a mistake. Calvin really made a mistake. Does it mean that they should be blackballed? No, no. Not a bad thing. Again, I talk about it all the time. We have players that play in the National Football League that have done way worse than place a bet. And he placed bets on
0: his team to win. Like it's That's not even the like other he, thing. It's not like he bet on his team to lose. He put on his team to win. That would be so much. That would be a lot. My tone would be completely different if he bet on his team to lose and he threw games. Well, I mean, he wasn't playing. But like, well, yeah, if he if, wasn't playing. He wasn't playing. But if he bet on his team to lose, then that is an even worse look. But he bet on his team to win. Right. And Pete Rose did the same thing. He bet on those teams to win mm-hmm. as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. As, as, long far as, as, I throw, as long as you're not throwing games, that doesn't do it. That right. doesn't damage the integrity. Right. And the most, the most important part to
1: note is all of these bets were placed when he was out, when he was on his leave, it wasn't like he was playing games and betting as he was playing games. That's he something else. The out- to, to he mind. couldn't affect the outcome of the game. Exactly. He that's had, the key. The wagers had no effect on him actually playing in these games.
0: Correct. Spot on. Because I mean, unless something comes out that he is, because uh, like, I don't know, usually you don't just get into gambling when you're in your early 20s or like a couple years in the NFL. Maybe if stories come out that he was betting while he was playing, then that's a whole different story. Which I'm not saying. I could I could tell
1: you, Adam. It doesn't have to be on a sports book for you to bet. I mean, God, every every crisp, every Christmas, every holiday, my family and I are, are sitting around a table, we're shooting dice for dollars. It doesn't have to be as simple as you know putting fifteen hundred bucks on uh, on the Pacers to beat the Cavs tonight. You know, it, it's it's it could be something as as small as that. You know, it, it just it just starts from somewhere, and then obviously you know you grow into more different levels of it yeah and i mean i I also i also want to want to point out that i don't think he has a gambling problem i i don't i don't me neither i don't want it to be construed that way either no no what i have a problem with is that he made the choice to do it as an active professional athlete while he was on a sabbatical dealing with mental health that is the problem that i have with this It's not the fact that he chose to do it necessarily, like, okay, fine. Okay, whatever. But you made that choice to do it, a dumb choice, but is it one that I can really go at him and slander him for? The fact that he bets and he's, oh, he's a terrible human being that he places bets? Absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. Well, I think that, I mean, this may be a hot take or a dumb take, but like, should NFL players have fantasy teams? Should they have themselves on their fantasy team? If they like, and they're playing for money, like where does that fall on the line of gambling? Cause that can, especially if you have guys on your team, I don't know. It's it, It's interesting.
1: It's the age old question. It's the age old question. It really is because we, I mean, how many times do we see, like, I think the great example of that is is like Daniel Carlson. Daniel Carlson, I know, I know is an active fantasy player.
0: I remember that a couple of weeks ago, or not even a couple weeks ago, a couple, like at the late last season, Austin Eckler started himself in fantasy. And that's how everybody knew that he was going to be active that week. I don't remember what week it was, but I remember seeing stories about that. Like he posted a picture of himself in his, in in his starting lineup, which is yeah, what a crazy flex, by the way. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool as hell. It's cool as hell, but I,
1: again, I, I mean, I don't think the NFL can necessarily... Uh, the NFL is pick and choose what it can attack, and I don't think it can, it can attack fantasy as an entity, because they can't put down the thing that
2: arguably makes the sport more popular.
0: Right, but then If players are doing that, then what's the difference between them betting on themselves on their team to win?
1: There is no difference.
0: No, there isn't.
1: There's no difference.
0: So then why wasn't Austin Eckler or Daniel Carlson suspended for the year for playing fantasy football? And Calvin Ridley is for betting on his team. It's a fair point.
2: It's a fair point.
0: I right. wish I I wish I
1: had a concrete
0: answer. Well, I don't expect you to. I'm just it's it's all a thought experiment because the now that gambling is gonna be more prominent in sports, we're gonna to have to deal with these issues. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it wouldn't
1: it wouldn't surprise me if there were more players that were actively betting. Just not as like. Joe Blub, who plays outfield for the uh, for the Cleveland Guardians.
0: Listen, that's Bradley Zimmer. You're talking about there, center fielder for the Cleveland Guardians.
1: I mean, I wasn't gonna say anybody's legit name because I don't. I don't want to say that they're betting. No, I know. Joe Joe Blub outf- outfielder, Cleveland Guardians.
0: I was just thinking of. I, I was just thinking of a random outfielder on the. Cleveland Guardians.
1: Michael Brantley. He plays for a terrible organization, so it's okay. Carlos Carlos Correa. There you go.
0: Well, I mean, Carlos Correa. Who knows? Fuck him. Who he's gonna sign for in free agency. All right. So Denver. Yeah. The most interesting part about this trade is not Russell Wilson, is not the two the two first round picks and it's not even the players it's how much negotiation do you think it took to get that fourth round pick to go from seattle to denver
1: Uh that's we're that's we're 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 laying on right now we're laying on the fourth round pick
0: that's what we're attacking first that's the <laughs> most important part of the trade this is a crucial vital part of this trade
1: absolutely vital Absolutely, absolutely vital that we talk about the fourth round pick that was that's, that's going back
0: to Denver. I just wonder, like when you see these trades where it's like a player and a late round pick. I'm like, why? What's eh. the point? Does that really even things out? Uh they want they want extra stake in the game, I guess.
1: Which is fair. Which is fair. I mean, I get it. Uh, the players that are going to Seattle, by the way, uh, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. And we'll, uh, we'll have more uh, definitely have more fantasy applications on Noah fans and, uh, and drew Locke, but definitely on the Broncos guys as well, because that that's one to attack for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, not, not the fourth round pick, but the Broncos, the fourth round pick is vital Adam. Come on. Yeah. Who knows who they can find in the fourth round and they can in draft, this year's the draft
1: Reggie Wayne. Maybe draft the next Eric Decker
0: love Eric Decker
1: I know you do I, I love his wife
0: she's lovely but I think for Denver really I mean this makes them contenders like you said they had to do it they had to do it and, and I this think... team is gonna be scary with Russell Wilson Javante Williams Cortland and that's the thing they didn't give up their top two receivers and, Adam, you're make, and you're making me making a face at me. What is it?
1: You remember what I said about five minutes ago about Howard Landry probably going to resign the Tennessee Titans? Oh, he
0: did. Didn't he? He
1: did. A five-year uh, extension. That's nice. Five-year extension for Howard Landry with the Tennessee Titans. Breaking news.
0: But yes. Denver is go- Oh yeah, uh, but yes, Denver is going to be a scary team. And like I was saying before that breaking news update, they didn't even have to give up their top two receivers for uh, Russell Wilson. You know, he still has Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I mean, he gave up an arguably better player, and no offense, currently. But
1: yeah, Russell Wilson does throw the tight ends anyway. No, he doesn't. So
0: unless I mean, you're know, Jimmy they, they, Graham. They could, put, they could put our good pal Albert O back there. Have Albert O run some deep routes. You know, maybe they'll trade for, trade back for uh, – or maybe Denver will trade for Jimmy Graham. Just get that. Jimmy Graham would be a top five tight end with Russell Wilson. Are they bringing back Drew Brees? No. Don't you remember that incredible, like, stretch run Oh, in well, of course I do. Of course I do. Yes, or of Jimmy course. Graham of just course. caught like a million one-yard touchdowns. Yeah, of course I do.
1: Because I'm pretty sure I had Jimmy Graham on a team, and I just never started him.
2: I had it him. Was just, it was just it was repeated,
1: great, repeated, fucking every week.
0: It was amazing. But fuck yeah, yeah.
1: fuck Jimmy Graham, I, and fuck Russell Wilson.
0: As we are now, the Broncos are are a really good team. And they're they're contenders. I mean this is this is in a this is a trade that they had to make to put themselves over the hump because they were a quarterback away exactly
1: right exactly right they they had to make this trade as for the as for the price, a lot of people are going to say myself included that Seattle fleeced the Broncos. and Seattle did well. Seattle did really really well. two first two seconds, great job. great job
2: but. If they win a
1: Super Bowl, Denver wins a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. The price is irrelevant. Yep. Denver wins a Super Bowl. The, the trade pays for itself. And boom, they, they've, they've won a Super Bowl. Congratulations. You've gone all in. You've done a carbon copy of what the Los Angeles Rams did a year ago. They won a Super Bowl. This is Denver Broncos trying
0: to copy that. Well, really, the Rams copied what the Broncos did in 2012, which is um- – Yeah,
1: not really because they signed Peyton Manning, they didn't trade for Peyton Manning. That's true. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like any other historical comparison of a quarterback being traded that put a team over the top. I don't think there's one that I can recall off the top of my head. I, I, I really don't think there is. Well,
2: well Brett
0: Favre should have for the well, Jets. Well, uh,
1: there is. There is. It's, it's Jared Goff going to Detroit and making Amon Ross St. Brown a top 50 player.
0: Well, I think that really what I was talking about is the fact that the Broncos were just like they were in 2011. They were a quarterback away from being a really good team. And they found a Hall of Fame quarterback. Whether it be yeah. through free agency or by trade in this scenario.
1: Yeah, and and they were a quarterback away. They needed one quarterback to get the job done, and the job got done.
0: Well, I mean, as a bulk return for Seattle, this is really good. I mean, really good. You, get, you get two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a starting tight end for the future, and – a guy that you can probably flip in the future unless you want him to compete with Geno Smith. Correct. Correct. Because the quarterback market is pretty shitty. Well, they can always just draft a guy now at nine, now at nine
1: They're, they are very much in the driver's seat now to go ahead
0: and, and draft a quarterback. I mean, they could trade drew lock to like the Steelers or somebody, or like a team like that. Or, or like, he's
1: their. or he's their backup. Or, or use their it, backup or they're not comfortable with the guy that they have starting or the guy that they have that they draft say it's a Malik Willis they draft Malik Willis they're not comfortable with him starting right away you drew lock be be your bridge to Malik Willis done but what about
0: the best quarterback that was drafted in 2013
1: is Geno Smith under contract
0: uh that's a good question let us I, check. I could, spot have, track. I could
1: have thought that he was on a one year deal. I, I I could be wrong. I could be wrong about that. But I'm I'm not hundred percent sure. But while while you look that up, I want to talk about the uh the the Denver receivers, but I think they're they're important to talk about now. So when looking at my ranks, I have Jerry Judy, and this is before I've edited anything. I have Jerry Judy as my wide receiver 30. I have him below Hollywood Brown. I have him below Amari Cooper, below Darnell Mooney, below Adam Thielen. Jerry Judy will jump all those guys for sure. So at the very most, he'll be wide receiver 26. Probably will jump Elijah Moore. Definitely will jump Tyler Lockett now. Tyler Lockett is not going to be a top 30 receiver for me. Uh, Might jump McLaurin. Might jump Renfro. Might jump Pittman. Might jump Brown might uh, St. Saint Brown, St. Brown, I want to put that there, Mike, Mike King, might jump Cooks. I don't know if he'll jump Godwin and Evans. So Jerry Judy is going to be a top 24 receiver now. And if I look on, on the fantasy pros ranks, the consensus the consensus has him ranked as the as wide receiver 27 behind Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, Amon Ross St. Brown, ahead of Allen Robinson, Hollywood Brown, Darnell Mooney, Devonta Smith, Adam Thielen. Uh, they're they're high on Devonta Smith. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty low on Devonta Smith compared to uh, compared to the consensus. But yeah, Jerry Judy now is going to be a top 24 receiver, and he'll he he'll be drafted as such. Uh, I I believe that he'll he's now going to jump. I mean, if I have him, let's just say pull up my overall ranks.
0: By the so way, I, have a, I have an answer for you. Sure, sure, go ahead. So Geno Smith is not under contract with the Seattle Seahawks, but they have Jacob Eason. Oh Washington's finest. They have their two quarterbacks on the roster are Drew Locke and Jacob Eason. And that is according nice. to the spot track.
1: Nice. So I'm on Ross St. Brown right now is being drafted in the fifth round. If we're going off of the ranks that were provided on fantasy the fantasy pros consensus, Jerry Judy should be going in the 43 to 47 overall range. He's a fifth-round pick now. Adam, are you comfortable drafting Jerry Judy in the fifth round now that he has Russell Wilson? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, That's very interesting.
0: Alabama receivers, man. Jerry Judy, Judy, you're drafting it. Well, okay. Maybe this is not on brand for me because – I'm very conservative. Yeah, you're buying into the
1: hype here.
0: Wow. But you're also a Russell Wilson
1: lover. So I'm not surprised by this.
0: Well, listen, it's the fact that Russell Wilson's a good quarterback and also the fact that Jerry Judy has an incredibly high ceiling. He does. He does. He's very talented. And this is not like me because I don't usually draft for ceiling, but I think that Jerry Judy, you're drafting him at a ceiling. Or drafting him for ceiling if you're drafting him in the fifth round.
1: I haven't done the projections yet on on Judy uh, with Russell Wilson, so definitely we'll have uh, I'll have more of um, more more of like a concrete projections for for next year um, in two weeks when we do when we do that show. And as for as for Cortland Sutton, I have I have Sutton right now as my. Let me go back to my the the expert page because you know Adam, I'm I'm a cleared expert on uh, the Fantasy Pros consensus. I have Cortland Sutton right now as my wide receiver 36. <sighs> you know, I, I I don't really see Cortland Sutton breaking my top 30, to be completely honest. But will he be? Will he be a firm wide receiver three? Yes, yeah, he will be.
0: I mean, just based on how like unusable it seemed like. Coral and Sutton and Jerry Judy were in the Broncos offense and the other receivers for the Broncos. Um, it just felt like, yes, bird. I'm going to break the fourth wall to two Rangers, Dryden Hunt, Mika Zemanjad. Ooh.
1: My king, my king, Dryden Hunt.
0: Well, I'm sorry. I doubted you, Dryden Hunt, for playing. because he. That's <laughs> true. You talk shit about Dryden Hunt. Look what he just did to you. Adam, keep talking shit about Dryden Hunt. He was on the second. Li- he was on the second line, and he his goal was assisted by Stroman Panarin. So you know what? Keep talking shit about Dryden Hunt, please. Gerard Gallant loves, loves him some Dryden Hunt. Let me tell you,
1: I love me some Dryden Hunt. Man, that is a handsome fella.
0: Yeah. Um, so, like I was saying, uh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy just seemed like they were unusable at parts of the season because the Broncos' offense was so putrid, and. I think they're probably going to be underrated or even underdrafted just based off of how they were last season. Or maybe they'll be overdrafted because of the hype surrounding Russell Wilson. Because if Jerry Judy is going in the fifth round, then I think that, I, I don't know. It's also dependent on what else the Broncos do at receiver because they just cut Deshaun Hamilton, who already, you know, he might not have been ready for the start of the season anyway because he tore ACL. I thought,
1: I thought I saw that he was, that he was cleared and, and, and ready to go. So okay. he could can, he can sign with the team right away and, and be on the field for them.
0: But yeah, so they just cut Deshaun Hamilton. They have, you know, you want to talk about target vacuums that we talked about earlier in the episode with Amari Cooper. Noah Fant leaving, leaves a lot. As far as a target vacuum with Denver, I don't know, I don't have a number on it. I'll get the but number. It, okay. I'll get and the, number the, Wild,
1: the Wild just scored. They just scored again. Damn. Uh, Kevin Fiala on the power play. 90 targets. 90 targets are available now. Noah Fentz is, uh, is gone. That means 90 more targets for our good friend, Albert Oak Albert o. That's right. Friend of the podcast.
0: I mean, maybe the Broncos are like, you know what? Let's draft Trey McBride. No, no. It has to be Alberto. That's true. Well, they can't draft Trey McBride because Trey McBride is going to the Jets. We all know this.
1: If, if Russell Wilson wants to find a way back into my heart, he specifically requests that Albert O is his tight end and he makes Albert O fantasy relevant. That's the way. Uh, That's the way, Russ. The, the ball's in your court, man. Ball's in your court. But let me, let me ask you something. And, and, and I know um, our listeners do love when we do this. So we're gonna do it. So, oh, is this a would you rather? Of course, it is. Fantastic. So. Would you rather? Would well, wait. Would you rather you do it or would you rather me do it?
0: Well, you have the you have the names in front of you, so I think I you do. should do it.
1: I do. Fair point. Uh, would you rather have Jerry, Judy, or or Tyler Lockett?
0: Oh, that's fun, because I mean. The Seahawks might be in the market for trading, Tyler Lockett. Holy
1: shit, Harold Landry got paid. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to cut you off again. Five years, 87 and a half million dollars with 52 and a half million guaranteed. That sounds about right. Setting the pass rusher market. Sorry, I, I not mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go
0: ahead. It's okay um jerry judy or tyler lockett yeah so i think the seahawks might be in a scenario where they are looking to shop tyler lockett because they're they might be tearing down that team i mean you might be seeing guys like tyler lockett chris carson bobby wagner maybe even because that's a rebuild i mean they're 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 tearing it down you know
1: how funny would it be if tyler lockett just ends up in denver I wouldn't be sure. DK Metcalf is stuck by himself in Seattle
0: with not Geno Smith.
1: With not, with not Geno Smith. But hey, it, it would confirm what I've been saying all along that Russell Wilson hates DK Metcalf and loves Tyler Lockett.
0: You know what? Before you go into your second, would you rather? Yeah. I asked you this before, but now I want this on the record.
1: Well, oh, wait, hold on. Before, before you ask, do you even give us an answer? Would you rather have Lockett or Judy? Judy. Judy. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Would I'd rather if,
0: have I'd rather have Judy as well, just for the record. Would you think that the Jets trade one of their first round picks for DK Metcalf?
1: It would require more than that.
0: Would require way more than that. I mean, they need a receiver. They're letting Jam- we're letting Jameson Crowder walk in free agency. Corey Davis has been a bust.
1: It, it might require both your first round picks for someone like DK Metcalf, quite honestly.
0: Which is honestly something I'm not willing to do at this right. point. Right. If I'm Joe Douglas, like Joe Douglas is the most conservative GM I've ever seen. There's no way that he would do that. I think if it's one first round pick for DK, yes. The answer is yes. But if it's two. Mm. I mean, that's another guy that was on like kind of a down year, kind of an underwhelming year for, by Adam, his standards.
1: Nostradamus, both of us tonight. Breaking news Adam Schefter. The Seattle Seahawks are releasing Bobby Wagner.
2: What? Wow. Wow. Holy shit. That's crazy. Let the tear down begin.
0: Oh, they're definitely. They're starting from scratch now. Well, they saved $16.6 million against the cap by releasing Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner, Dallas was confirmed.
1: Uh, back to the Wood, back to the Wood, Jerry uh, Judy, or Elijah. Give me, give me ball. Oh, don't do this to me. Adam. If you're going to say your, t- your 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 friend you have to say it in the correct way otherwise I will not accept the response.
0: Elijah, give me give me more.
1: I would take I would I take Judy
0: but close close. Judy or Terry McLaurin? I would take Judy but it depends on who the commander's draft.
1: That's exactly what I was gonna say. If McLaurin gets an upgraded quarterback and it's not Taylor Heineke, I would take McLaurin. But if it is Taylor Heineke or just some other scrub,
0: I would take Judy. I mean, they've literally been playing with a backup quarterback for two years. Yeah. It is unheard like unheard of for a team that's like supposedly contending. Here's one for you Jerry Judy or Brandon Cooks. Ooh. I don't know. That's a tough one. Because Brandon Cooks is on a shitty team, but he actually performed well last season. He's the only guy.
1: He's the, He's only, the guy. only
0: guy. He yeah. is. I, I, I would rather have Cooks. I think I would also rather have Cooks, but it's really close. Really close. Very, very close.
1: Now the big one. The big one. Jerry Judy or Amon Ross on God St. Brown? See,
0: that's two guys... Based on upside, like that's two upside guys that you're looking at. I think for immediate impact, you probably go with Amon Ross St. Brown. That's an
1: excellent choice, Adam. That's an excellent choice. Amon Ross St. Brown over everybody. That's a great guy. Yeah, I would take. I would take Ammon Ross on God, my son, St. Brown.
0: Because it's not like he's he's not the only guy in Denver. Because TJ Hawkinson's there and DeAndre Swift is there. Detroit. Detroit. All right. That's right. Detroit. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So I think, I mean, it's not the same as Brandon Cook's because he, because unlike in Houston, Amon Ross St. Brown isn't the only guy because you have Hawkinson there in Detroit and you have Swift there in Detroit. He's like the second or third option in Detroit, maybe even the first or second, depending on who's healthy at the t- at that time. I think for immediate impact, like I said, for immediate impact, I would take St. Brown, but for long-term upside, if this was a keeper, I feel like I would probably rather have Judy.
1: I'd rather have avon Ross St. Brown in every format. That is my king. That is my son. God, I understand. I understand. Amon Ross St. Brown, my son, my child, my, my, my favorite boy. I understand. The one who's still living at home, while Devontae Adams is out exploring the world. My yes. kick, my kick. But long episode, long episode today. Yeah. yeah, long episode indeed. But you know, we have a lot to talk about. A lot of information. A lot of information to to to, uh, to digest. Uh, Jake and I will have more on the uh, on the basement talk podcast later this week. That episode will be out on Thursday or Friday. And then just a uh, just like a, an update on the schedule for next week, uh, Sunday, Adam and I will be doing a bracket analyze show um, right after the selection show for March Madness. So that'll be under the Basement Talk podcast umbrella. Um, and then early next week, Adam, myself, and Jake will be doing a free agent preview show. That'll be under the baseball talk
0: podcast fantasy show wing, and I cannot then... wait to not get a word in during that entire conversation.
1: Oh, you're going to, you're going to trust <laughs> me because we're all doing we're all doing predictions uh, as well. And then uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm not sure exactly the date yet uh, when we'll be recording it. I believe we're going to do Tuesday, just so you know everyone could have it. They can listen to it Wednesday and then fill out their brackets before uh, Thursday we'll be doing Jake and I will be doing the, uh, the bracket, uh, the bracket show where we fill out all our brackets, predict every game and we all have our champion for March Madness. So, uh, yeah, yeah. There'll be a loaded, a loaded week. Next week. We'll be plenty of content on the, uh, on the pod. So, uh, yeah. Thank you very much as, as usual for,
0: for, for listening. Love you guys a lot. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at BirdSaw, I'm Adam Caster, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.